Everybody to the nations worldwide. This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to see everything that we've got going on over here on to the nations worldwide. You can expect this year two posts every week on our travel blog at to the nations worldwide.com slash blog and an episode on this podcast every Wednesday this year. So follow along to this podcast, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review it really helps us know what we're doing right know what we're doing wrong or what we need to really improve upon and to consistently deliver these episodes to you every wednesday in today's episode we are joined by kathy and marco of adventure campitelli they are a canadian travel couple with a family who put their life back home on pause to travel the world together with their two kids They talk with us about the rewards and struggles of traveling the world with two kids and how they work together to create content around their travels. So without further ado, here's our interview with Kathy and Marco. Today we are joined by Kathy and Marco of Adventure Capitelli. They are an adventure travel couple with a family who left Canada to travel the world with their family and document their journeys on their vlog and Instagram. You can follow their adventures at Instagram.com slash Adventure Campitelli and on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Adventure Campitelli. That's Adventure C-A-M-P-I-T-E-L-L-I. Hello, Kathy and Marco. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me today. I just want to get started to get to know a little bit about the two of you a little bit more and uh, and what you do. Can you just give us a little background on yourselves? Well, we we met back in university when we were in our 20s and uh, we were working a summer job at the military base in in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And then uh, we went from there. But uh, now we've been together, I don't know, 25 years. (laughs) <laughs> don't don't take it our age. Only five years. We've been together five years. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Um, always loved. Uh, we've always talked about traveling. Um, I I actually work in the marketing field, so I work for a uh, restaurant chain in Calgary, and um, so I'm I'm in the marketing field and and love things like that. But uh, for travel, we've always talked about it. Like we grew up watching like. Uh, Lonely Planet and then departures in the 90s and YouTube videos about traveling and always trying to figure out how we can do it ourselves and we're always adventuring we used to race mountain bikes and we love like whitewater rafting and hiking and things like that and um, and then we had kids and uh, we want to bring them into our adventure as well and and finally like just uh, less than a year ago we made the decision to pull the plug and take a break and finally realize our dream and travel the world. Nice. Now, growing up, were the two of you introduced to travel through your families? Were you, did you have a very adventurous family? 
No, no. <laughs> no, not at all. I no. played sports, yeah. but that's it. And I remember, though, I remember being a teenager and wanting my parents to take me, like, even to Europe, but um, didn't have the funds to do that. So, I, yeah, I, I dreamed about it from quite young, for and sure. It was more her who pushed us into travel because uh, I was a, like, I was like, let's focus on our career. And, you know, I was in IT for majority of my career. And yeah, she pushed us in that. But I did that. Uh, we did do other adventures. I was more adventurous in like the risk taking thing. We, I got her into mountain bike racing. We raced mountain bikes for 10 years. And, and uh, yeah, so that's where nice. we're at. Oh, yeah. Nice. So uh, how, how important was it for the two of you to introduce travel to your kids? Uh, well, I, I always feel like I said, like I, it was more me kind of initiating everything and it's, it's a part of me somehow. And I want, I want that for them too. I want them to be able to see how other people live in other countries. Um, I want them to experience beautiful scenery and beaches and do lots of fun things and, um, kind of instill that in them. So when they get older, they'll, you know, they'll want to get out there and travel on their own because the lifestyle in North America is, obviously so much different than when you see other countries and mm-hmm. i think it's important that we see outside of our you know of our first world selves i guess yeah it's really been definitely. an eye-opener for them and us really yeah. and like how fortunate we are in canada definitely yeah and uh just for context for our listeners in going through this episode um how many kids do you have and what are their ages we have two kids so we have a boy um he'll be 12 next week and then we have a girl who's eight Awesome. Very good to know. And we want to just talk to you about travel for a little bit here. So before I begin talking about your travels together, I'd like to introduce our guests with a uh, a simple two-word question, but for so many couples, it has such a complex response, and that is, why travel? Adventure. Adventure, <laughs> yeah. Adventure, new people, new cultures, new foods figuring out how to how to even grocery shop in other countries or get around um, by transportation or communicate um i don't know it's fun it's adventure yeah we Mm. just love the whole adventure part about it for sure expands your mind (laughs) yeah and educational too right you really it's it's cool learning all these things of the different languages i love asking people how to say certain words in their language and the reaction that you get and it's it's it's, it's awesome mm-hmm. definitely so where were the two of you last where are you right now and where are you traveling to next well we just uh the last place we were at we were uh, in australia for four and a half weeks western australia and we did uh up and down the coast there for a while and it's a beautiful country one of my favorite countries and now we're in uh, bali uh, we just got here a week ago and we're going to be here for another couple of weeks. And then after that, we're off to Malaysia and going to stay in Kuala Lumpur for, I think, four nights or five nights. And uh, then we're off to the Philippines for another three weeks. Awesome, awesome. So um, through Australia, did you do a road trip down the coast? We or did, up yeah, the coast? We, yeah. We rented a car and, and we went up and down the road and stayed at Airbnbs. And, and uh, yeah, we, so we've had some pretty amazing experiences there. It was uh Awesome country. Yeah, we did like uh, visiting stingrays. There's a beach where they come up to you, just right up to you in the water. We went to uh, Monkey Mayan, saw the dolphins, and we did a quad tour and lots of hiking and things like that too. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. 
Nice. Now, we've had a lot of guests on our show talk about road trips as a couple, but we've yet to have a guest on our show talk about road trips as a family. And I'm sure that throws a huge uh, different <laughs> dynamic it into is. the mix, yeah. having two uh, two kids in the backseat of the car. What is that like? Um, I mean, not only traveling a new country that you've never been before and trying to navigate, but also having the two kids in the backseat. What is that like? Uh, well, they don't sit in the backseat anymore. <laughs> so one sits in the front and one in the back. We have to separate the two. Because they just they just have so much energy and they just get bored and they start bugging each other and like after uh, the first couple of months of uh, traveling with them we've realized that the travel days are the worst days with the kids yeah like even airplane or or train or whatever you have to separate them to yeah. a certain I mean they want to be together but you have to like get them talking to one of the parents so that we can actually have some sanity otherwise like it just explodes into, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of disasters, <laughs> lots of yelling, unfortunately, yeah. and, and uh, lots of breaks on a road. Lots of breaks. Yeah. You have to get out of the car. <laughs> yeah, lots of breaks. Stops. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard. Gotcha. And we understand. Gotcha. And then also it affects our planning as well. It's like like we could have went to this place in Australia, for example, where it was a uh, 12-hour drive, and it was like, no, we're not going that far. It's we can't do that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so so you're in Bali right now. What are your plans while you're there? Um, we're, um, gonna see some of the, some of the waterfalls. So we want to see some of the main ones. You have to hike into a few of them. So hopefully that'll go okay. Cause I've heard there's some steep descents and things like that, but, um, we hiked Chanqua Terra with the kids, which is, can be quite challenging and they were able to do it. So we want to do that. Um, we want to, uh, snorkel or scuba dive with, um, manta rays. You can do that here. Um, over at the islands, and then um, what are some other things we were temples. doing? Oh yeah, of course we got to hit up a few temples, but you can't do too many because kids get bored of that. So we'll probably <laughs> like prioritize, and you know there's dozens of them here, so we'll probably pick one or two. And then we did an awesome cycling tour um, by Ubud, so it's in the villages on the mountain, and yep. uh, you ride through like traditional Bal- Balinese villages, and you go and visit a Balinese home. And um, it was like 30 kilometers, and the kids actually did pretty well. So it, that was amazing. And we want to nice. do uh, rafting as well. We're going to do a whitewater rafting adventure too. So awesome. lots planned. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously your kids enjoy the adventure attitude, you know, get out and try new things. Yes and no. Yes and no, yeah. So <laughs> it's hard for them transition. They love, like, staying at the place, being on their iPads, or, you know, when we have a pool, they love staying at the pool. So we have to convince them to get out. And there's uh, sometimes uh, quite a bit of complaining to get out there, but then, you know, we make them do it. We think it's good for them, good to be active. And then, you know, afterwards they tell us what a great time they had. Gotcha, so, for sure. Yeah. No injuries so, yet either, so oh, that's <laughs> we're lucky. Too. Yeah, no, we have one yeah. injury. Twisted ankle in oh, Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So traveling together, you two have done quite a bit of it so far. And um, with travel comes many types of different experiences, and especially with having two kids with you. What do you feel has been the most rewarding traveling experience to date with your family? Um, You know, I'd have to say that we really loved the Elephant Sanctuary in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, for the whole family, like kids, our kids, and I think most kids love interacting with animals. 
And these animals were rescue animals. We don't feel, you know, we don't want to do the riding. You're not really supposed to do that. So we went to the sanctuary and we got to feed them up close, personal, walk with them, bathe them, hang out with them. And um, just to see kind of the looks on our kids' faces and the experience they had, like they told us that was the best day ever. And that was rewarding to see that. And for us too, like I almost feel like I love animals even more now. Um, just seeing it through their eyes. So that that was pretty awesome because we've never been around animals like that before. And the stingrays in Hamlin Bay, too, where they came up this wild. So you just walk up to the bay, like nobody's there, just go up to a beach, and the stingrays would come up to you and touch you. Yeah, yeah. that was that's pretty amazing. crazy. It was yeah. a little scary because that's how Steve Irwin died. Right, you know, right. By the barb on the tail. We're like, okay, just don't go near the tail. But that was <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was yeah, awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Now, I mean, with travel, uh, I mean, just as a couple, you get introduced to so many different uh, scenarios and lots of them turn out to be awkward, sometimes <clears throat> embarrassing and sometimes hilarious. But I'm sure you've had your fill at traveling as a family. Do you have an experience that you'd want to share with us that was awkward, embarrassing or hilarious? Well, uh, there's this one time uh, we were in Thailand and uh, we were just walking by and this guy had these uh, scorpions. They're in this bucket, and he's like, like big, big black sc- yeah. scorpions. <laughs> big black scorpions, and he he goes, uh, "You want some on you?" And I was like, "No." And then <laughs> Kathy likes, you know, he goes, "You know, be good for the vlog." I was like, "Oh, really?" I, I absolutely hate insects. Like, I just this like everybody's got their thing, and that's mine. And, he's terrified yeah, of them. <laughs> and he put three of them on me, and I was like begging him to take them off. Like, no, take them off. Take them, take them off. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so like that was like it was kind of an awkward it was a little bit embarrassing because i'm like kind of acting like a schoolgirl, afraid of stuff like like yeah, and all these people are watching and laughing and then you know and then at the same time i was actually kind of terrified <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. sheer terror but we're like we got it you gotta do it it's the vlog so yeah that's how we get them to do stuff <laughs> nice nice yeah. how do you how do the kids do with insects and, and scorpions well, my son has got this this uh, like communication akin nature with with any animal. It's kind of weird. It's like he, we were in Costa Rica uh, earlier this year, and these giant um, locusts, um, locusts, yeah, uh, came in, and he just had it playing on his arm, and like he <laughs> and like he, he was in in Australia, and uh, and. Uh, you know, animals were he's playing with penguins and or not penguins, pelicans, pelicans yeah. and uh, yeah, he's just he's great with animals. And my, my daughter, she's like me, she can't stand. Uh, no, she's terrified <laughs> from baby flies. So if gotcha. we see something huge and she hasn't seen it, we don't tell her. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, with travel for all the amazing and incredible experiences that you have, there's always a couple of bad experiences. It just comes with travel. Um, traveling as a family, what has been your worst travel experience? Um, I would say it had to be, it'd have to be in Thailand. Um, we had our emergency money and checks stolen out of our bags. Um, so we flew into, uh, Bangkok and then realized at the hotel that our money was gone. You're always supposed to carry money and you actually do need it because we almost got stuck in Bali trying to get to our hotel. But, um, so we realized all of our, our cash was gone and it just feels sickening and the checks as well. So we felt, you know, we were robbed kind of our fault because we shouldn't have the money in that bag. 
Um, but again, you know, it's terrible. And then what happened is we got to our hotel in Bangkok and, um, of course we had to call, try to get up our hold, hold of our banks in Canada. And, uh, it was a collect call. Um, so we did the collect call to cancel checks. We had to change our bank accounts, all that sort of thing, get mm-hmm. down to checkout and they charged us $400 for doing a phone call out to Canada, but it was no a collect way. call. So yeah. the bank paid for the call and they would not relent on it like it was that was awful i cried actually yeah, <laughs> i was wow. like you're kidding me we just were robbed last night and now you're robbing us <laughs> so right. that wasn't yeah. good it was, it was a fair yeah. bit of money too yeah 600 us yeah, yeah. 600 us dollars yeah. so oh wow was, yeah. But, yeah you know things happen and you you move on but you know so. the funny thing is we actually still had a hundred left like we had brought seven with us and we had a hundred dollar deposit on the car rental we had in thailand so we had that back and we actually had to use it here in valley we couldn't get out of the airport. Yeah, because none oh, of the bank wow. machines or visas would work when we got here. We, we got couldn't take out cash by, yeah. by, by Toronto Dominion Bank. Yeah, huh. it's like midnight. <laughs> Valley Airport could not get out of the airport because we had zero money. Yeah. Oh no! Get to the hotel. Yeah. So yeah, we had to use that money to take a cab to the hotel. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes, yeah, so that's wow. advice out, out there. Like, always carry yeah. emergency money, like your own currency, yeah. whether it's Australian, U.S., Canadian, whatever it is, you have to have it because there's going to be a point where you need it, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the reason why I ask about all these different types of experiences is to see, you know, what what the two of you and your family have been through on, on your travels and to get a sense of that because I like to uh, talk to you guys about your relationship together in travel and your in your family's relationship together in travel uh, to get a sense of all this. So, continuing on, how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship together, first off, as a couple between the two of you? Well, I feel like it it's made us closer a bit and uh, not, not that we don't really if you never really had a problem being together we love being together and so it's it's great and it's great being together all the time for us so I, I, instead of being apart most of the time from work going to different jobs and stuff so I really feel it, it's brought us closer together a bit and uh, yeah from uh, from a stat family standpoint it's nice to you know to be with the kids a, a bit more and get to know them a bit more because I feel like they're always away they're either at you know sporting events or school or with their friends right they don't want to be around mom and dad as much so yeah it's good that way it is yeah yeah like corporate life too is super busy right like you're working a lot of hours and a lot of time away and it's just the hustle and bustle of life so it's nice letting that go for a short period of time Mm -hmm. so the same thing would be with you with how travel has affected your your family relationship as well it's it's kind of brought you guys together allowed you guys to take a, a, a breath and just spend that time together yes oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah i mean the the challenges i mean uh, with it though like for us is like back home we can go on a lot of date nights um where you can't really do that traveling our son's almost 12 so we can leave them alone for about an hour or so or like date nights are sitting by a pool while the kids are playing <laughs> right. or having a coffee but you know anymore um so that that's a little challenging because it's night you know you need that couple times so um especially yep. when you have kids so we're not we're not really getting that as much for sure like yeah and, and you, you do miss some of the activities that you did back home as well like you know hockey every once in a while and yeah you, yeah it's that kind of stuff right? going out with our own friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i miss girls night yeah. he yeah. misses boys night so. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure 
Yeah. And I, I like that you brought up because I mean, every couple needs that, that th- their own time, right? Uh, yes. time that you could just go out together. And actually that, that's something that never really crossed my mind before talking to you two that traveling as a family, you don't really get that, that time, just the two of you. Um, I mean, maybe in short little spurts, but, but rarely, right? Yeah, it's really rare. (laughs) And like everything you read, they always say, like, even for non-travelers, right? They say when if you have kids, when you have kids, make sure you schedule that date time, that alone time, that away time and traveling. That's not really realistic with children. Mm -hmm. You just can't do that. And and then when we do it traveling, you're worried about the kids because, okay, you're a son's babysitting, but we're in a foreign country. (laughs) What's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Yeah, interesting. Uh, and I mean, that brings up a whole another thing is um, traveling to all these different places, uh, some places a little bit more dangerous than maybe back home in Canada. How do you guys go about researching uh, certain places to maybe stay away from when you're visiting a country uh, like Indonesia, like Thailand with your kids? Uh, how do you go about, you know, making sure you're going to stay away from certain areas or, or uh, you know, keeping your family out of uh, dangerous places if you're ever going to visit that in a certain country? Um, yeah, that's funny. And especially true in, in Indonesia more so, I think. And it's not more like the crime danger. It's also natural disasters. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of my research on reading actually other family blogs. So I've done all the planning I started before we left. And I, I you know, I research like where to go in Indonesia, you know, where are the best spots for kids, where are the best spots for families. And originally, we were actually going to go to Lombok, but they had that huge, devastating earthquake back in the summer that, um, you know, and a big tsunami to go that uh, to go with that that killed, I, I think, a couple thousand people and just demolished a lot of areas there. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that came off the list. And there was a, a, a family there at the time, and they were actually, they had moved to Bali, and they've now moved back to London, um, not really feeling that the area is safe anymore. And there's some volcano activity right now as well. Um, there was another tsunami like a few weeks ago in Jakarta area. So I kind of keep my eye on, on, on blogs and a little bit on the news and also just connecting with a lot of families out there and just seeing where they're going and what the best places are to go. So we stay like, we kind of stay in more the tourist areas, but at the same time we want to get out of that and, and see kind of true Indonesia as well. Mm-hmm. But so it's balancing the both. But it, you know what? Overall, in terms of like crime or people, it's pretty safe in these countries. Yeah. I feel I don't feel threatened at all. And as a family, it's funny, like when you're just a couple, you just you just worry about yourself. But you're just like, oh, should I take my kids there? You, you worry about your kids more than yourself. And it's like you'd be like, I would totally regret or feel horrible if something happened because of this decision I made. So it's like it's you're thinking about someone else all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, even activities though, like biking, right? I think, well, what are the rules like here? Like it's, it is more lax than in Canada, but I just look for reputable tour companies and I look at all the reviews. Right. I go on to advisor and look at all that and then you get in there and you can you can still figure it out like they had a van follow us and so if our kids got tired or hurt or whatever they could get into the van so that made me feel more comforted mm-hmm. so, yeah gotcha so uh, when planning a trip and getting into that who takes care of what who takes care of booking the flights booking the hotels taking care of the itinerary uh how do you guys go about doing that Oh, well, we've always been really good at, at 
separating tasks is where we just kind of do the things that we're really good at or what we like to do. So on our on our trip, uh, Kathy like does a lot of the planning of the accommodations and and the activities that we want to do, and and then I kind of organize the transportation and the finances. Um, so I'll book the flights and the cars, and and she books the Airbnbs or the hotels and and then stuff that I do. But sometimes you kind of get you know it gets to be a little bit more like why can't you do this you know and I'll do that. But then we find that we're better at different things. <laughs> And we prefer them. Yeah. Like we prefer those roles as well. So mm-hmm. just what we're good at. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. So obviously, I mean, well before planning this trip, you two had already known each other, known what you're comfortable with. So you kind of just fell into these positions when planning this trip. It was uh, it wasn't difficult for the two of you. No, and it wasn't something that we just said, "Well, you do this and I do this." It just we just it just. Happened. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a loose itinerary. We know that we knew the countries we wanted to visit, and so I just, you know, at nights after work, I would just kind of put together a, an outline point form and just start researching, jotting down some general notes. We have we like to keep it open as well a little bit, just to mm-hmm. make it a little bit more spontaneous. But in terms of roles, I just naturally like to do that, so it works yeah, yeah. out. So, I mean, with your family, you've gone to several different destinations by now. What do you feel has been the best destination you'd recommend to another family that wants to travel the world? Well, I, I really loved Australia. That's, that's one of my favorite countries in the world of all the countries we've been to over our life. And that was the second time we've been there, but this time we went to a different part. And then uh, Kathy, I think she really likes uh, Southeast Asia more than than Australia as as a place to visit. Uh, if we were to pick a place to live, I think we'd both pick Australia. If we were to go somewhere else, or maybe Italy, I really loved Italy too. But for travel, though, I I just feel like people need to get out of their comfort zone. And Southeast Asia is definitely, if you've never been anywhere like that, it's definitely a culture shock, and you have that little bit of nervousness and uncertainty, especially bringing little kids. And I like that about life. Yeah. You need that in your life. And so I, I fell in love with Southeast Asia. Like Thailand is so beautiful. We were there for a month. People so friendly, amazing food. And uh, and I'm finding this with Bali too. And I just like that it's so different from where we live. And a lot of people fear it. A lot of people fear these countries. And I did too. I had like sleepless nights worrying about earthquakes and and, you know, ISIS and you know, terrorism, things like that. But um, it's, you know, you get here and you're like, oh, it's just regular people like us living their life and Mm -hmm. they they live a little bit differently and life is short. And I just really feel like you need to get out of your comfort zone a bit. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I like that you brought up the comfort zone factor there because the couples, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it is, travel's all about getting out of your comfort zone but then i want to know how do your kids react to getting out of their comfort zone because i'm sure that's such an amazing experience for you two to see them get out of their comfort zone and experience something and it's gonna be such a great uh experience for them continuing on with their lives i think their comfort zone is like like they like the 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 structure of of seeing their friends i think that, that they don't get uncomfortable they just more miss home Kind of, they miss they miss the structure of of playing with their friends or being on the you know Xbox or whatever Fortnite, like, Fortnite or something <laughs> yeah. like that, and, or having a friend to play with. Like they they love you know well, what time is it in in Calgary now? I want to Facetime my friend, and then that's kind of cool that they have that technology now that they can do that. But but you know what yeah. though? That being said, like I think they're really more adaptable than adults almost to new cultures. Like they just come and they they yeah. have 
no preconceptions and they have an open mind and they just look it's so educational for them they ask a lot of questions you know you go and eat at little you know warongs or or cafes in bali and you see you know families there with their babies bathing them like right beside where you eat and things like that and so they ask a lot of questions about that and they they come in there with no judgments and i just feel like they're more adaptable than adults are and for some of the activities like biking or cycling you know they feel like how how long is it when are we going to get there when is it done but then you know then they like it in the end sort of thing um but um i i think they've adapted well i think kids do i think they can be happy anywhere you are as long as you're together as a family mm-hmm. do you two have any more advice you'd share for a, a family that wants to get out there and travel more with their kids. Do you have any more advice for that type of family? Um, I would say you have to balance rest days and activity days. Like we like to do lots of things, but when you have kids, they need that break. I mean, you need that break too. But for example, like we did our cycling tour, you know, a couple of days ago, but and then, you know, it's important to like let the kids play at the pool for a couple of days. Like you do more of that than you would um, obviously without kids. Like we see a lot of parks and, you know, spend a lot of time at the pool, which I normally wouldn't do. Um, so you just have to balance that. So you get some stuff that you want to do and they get some things as well. Um, also for accommodations, um, I feel that you could you should do a balance of Airbnbs. You get a more authentic experience, you know, live like a local sort of thing. Um, you often save money as well. Um, that being said, we're in a resort right now, and it's so much easier with kids. Um, again, we're not really resort people, but it has a pool. Everything's taken care of. It entertains the kids for hours. So, you know, we get to kind of like regroup and and rest for a few days. So I think the balance of that is really good. Um, also, you know, it's very costly to travel with a family, like way more expensive than um, traveling just as a couple. So what we do to save money is even though we're on a resort, we go to the grocery store and buy groceries, eat our breakfast, snacks, that sort of thing. And then we try to eat off the resort as well. Like the resort is like t- double or triple than what you get um, at um, just eating off the resort at local cafes and things like that. And I think you get a more authentic experience as well. So it's good mm-hmm. on the budget and then you kind of get a better experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent, excellent advice. Now, continuing on with this, and we want to talk, start talking about uh, your YouTube, your Instagram. Uh, but before we get into that, tell us how Adventure Campitelli, how that name started, where that name came from. Well, I was uh, watching, um, I started watching YouTube about two and a half, three years ago, and it was all kind of new to me. And I was actually watching it for learning stuff about finances and, and investing, and then <clears throat> a couple of times this uh, recommended videos come up for travel and I was like started watching it I was like geez you can actually go do this on your own and then we've always wanted to do that I remember which was like how can we get that job on lonely planet like before it used to be you know you have to apply for a job and it was like a one in a million job mm-hmm. so uh <clears throat> but yeah then um I started really loving making videos and and then I just we went to Vegas once and I did it and uh and it just went off from there and uh yeah and Adventure Campitelli, because we've always loved doing adventures. That's been us, you know, prior to kids with mountain biking and things like that. So mm-hmm. the name just made sense to us. Well, yeah, it was. I came, it came up with more of a pun, like Adventure Camp, and then Atelier is the restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. It started out as yeah. Adventure yeah. Camp. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it's not like we're not just a travel couple. Like we want to go to more places. We want to con- continue our travels. But it's about adventure. Like we do a lot of stuff back home as well. We've got lots yeah. of videos about Canada too and yeah, things it, that we do as a family. It's more about the activity, not the travel. It's yeah. about like, okay, we're going to go mountain biking today. We're going to go skydiving today. Like I, kind of, I don't know if I can skydive. But... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, everything that comes with a, uh, maintaining a YouTube channel, maintaining an Instagram, you know, editing these videos, getting this content out there is a lot of work, as is planning a tra- like planning your trip, traveling, and throw in two kids on top of that. I mean, this is a lot to juggle. How do the two it of is. you manage it's- all this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Marco manages mainly the vlog and videoing. So we plan our days. We go out and do the activities. We bring all of our camera gear. We all help with videoing and photography. Um, and I take care of Instagram. And um, it's a long day because actually we get up in the morning. We have breakfast. Um, Marco and I hit the gym. And then we have to educate our kids as well at the same time. So they're pulled out of school for the six months. So we spend about an hour and an hour, an hour and a half every morning educating them. So we have to balance that. Then you have your day of videoing and doing activities and then the day is gone and we have to feed the kids obviously as well. So work is done at night. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm usually up to like one in the morning yeah. editing and stuff and yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You right? can't edit during, you know, while yeah. the kids are, are up and about, they want to hang out, they want to play. So really it, the work begins after they go to bed. Yeah. They want right. your attention. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and I, I can only imagine that, like the the real work only starts to get done when they finally go to bed, and I mean that can be late. You can only have a few hours, and, and at that time it's go go go. When you guys probably want to, you know, take some rest, take a breath, but um, but I mean I guess this is the the life that you're trying to go for, and uh, the videos are turning out great, and just what you're documenting is is really really incredible, and it's really starting to show. Obviously, with your subscriber count going up and, and everything coming in finally, right? Yeah, yeah thank you. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah, really we're really rewarding. excited. <laughs> like it, it's a lot. It's actually more. It's harder than we thought it would be for sure because you're wanting to build Instagram, you're wanting to build YouTube. That takes a lot of work. You know, the advice is for for couples or families. You can't, you can't, you can't video and and engage. You know, all the time. It's important to take those breaks. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when the kids go to bed, Marco jumps on the computer, starts editing the videos, and I jump onto Instagram and start engaging with families and posting content and trying to build up that. And, um, you know, again, we'll take breaks. You can't do it 24-7. So if we're doing an activity where we're gone, you know, 8, 10 hours doing something and videoing and things like that, the next mm-hmm. day we'll, like, sit by the pool and do nothing and just, just take a break. Yeah. And that's in everybody's life, like couples too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but we do get less uh, breaks uh, traveling than we did uh, working. It's it's kind of kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have endless time for some reason. Yeah. You think I'm not at my nine <laughs> to five? I've got all the time in the world, and it doesn't yeah. work and, that and way. Uh, another thing I would give people advice: if you're planning on doing this, it's it's not like all fun and, and travel. It's work. It's it's actually a job. It, yeah. But we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we try to get across in, in all these interviews is that uh, the, this photo that you see get posted on Instagram to somebody just scrolling through their feed, they just see the photo and that's it for them. 
But for the person that, that posted that photo, it took a lot of time to to travel to that spot, take that photo, uh, you know, edit it, put in the caption and post that. And then in addition to that, all the engagement that you do on Instagram and everything like that. Yeah, I would say that Instagram for sure, not every day, but three plus hours a day easily. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I didn't, I didn't expect that. Um, Instagram is our support for the channel. So it's all for us. It's all about building YouTube channels. So we try yeah. to obviously connect them closely but it's a lot of it's a lot of planning. Like I, I really should be putting I need to put a content calendar together. I haven't done that yet. We're kind of doing it on the fly because mm-hmm. we we're finding that we have less time yeah. and so we just quickly snap some photos yeah. and put something together. But it is mm-hmm. it's a lot of planning and, yeah. and work that goes into and it. And YouTube the hours is at, you know, about four hours for every minute editing. Two right. to four hours, like depending on the, the type of video, if it's more of an information one, that's down to about like two hours a minute. But if it's a story, blog, that's like four hours. You got to go through all the videos you took. And then that's just the editing. The filming mm-hmm. is like every day. Yeah. And then planning the shots and like yeah. where you're going to put the camera and, and then and then balancing that with the family as well. They're like, you have to video us today. Can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's just... What I was going to say about what's kind of nice as a family, like our, our kids are a little bit older. There's lots of families out there that are taking their kids before they go to school, so a lot of toddlers. Mm. But our kids are actually videoing as well. So some of the photos are from them and some of the videos as well. Like our son's yeah. getting pretty good at yeah. it. So nice. we have, it's like you have your own crew. Yeah, you know, a lot of couples starting out. You don't have a you don't have a crew, but we no. we sort of do. They're not yeah. professional, but it's what we have, and they're they're doing a great job. Actually, yeah, that answers my next question perfectly because I was going to ask, like, do your kids get involved, and how do they get involved? And and it's amazing that because this is a like a whole another part of their education. This this creativity that's coming in and being introduced while they travel. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, you were saying before how the the Instagram's connected to the YouTube. Like you've got the in your bio, it's it's got the YouTube channel link there. Do you do you find that Instagram throws a lot of traffic towards your YouTube? Do you find that that's working uh, pretty good? Mm, you no, know what? Not, not as good not really, as we no. had hoped. I think a okay. lot of people on Instagram just want to quickly go through feeds and see like your Insta stories and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it, you know, we'd hope for a lot more traffic going through, but, gotcha. um, I still feel that you should have more than one platform. Yes. And so those are the two that we picked and, you know, I love photos. I love Instagram as well. And I really enjoy connecting with the other families out there. It's this whole community of us in the same boat. So we can talk about our struggles and our, and our, you know, our triumphs and things to see and do and, so I really like it for that. Mm-hmm. I just wish it built the channel more. Yeah, but... YouTube is a whole different animal from Instagram. I, I find that that you, you can you can find a lot of other uh, channels that we or Instagram feeds that uh, we've uh, connected with, and they'll have like tens of thousands of people on um, Instagram, and they'll have a YouTube channel with like 50 subscribers. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, that's the thing with YouTube. I find is. Um, which leads me to my next question. I mean, Instagram, it's fairly straightforward how you should grow 
organically, I mean, using hashtags, uh, good captions, good photos, but also really engaging with other, um, you know, like-minded people to, to really uh, grow your audience there. But how do you do that with YouTube? How do you guys, um, you know, get your YouTube out there and really grow that? Well, the YouTube is just is, is a multifaceted uh, part to it so that you got <clears throat> you got to get out there and, and promote it through like forums and talking to people and and that kind of thing but you have to be very careful with the where you promote it because people don't like to, they call when you do a youtube for people call it spamming so they, they just because there's a, a thousand people doing that and then and then but the best way to to grow your youtube channel is by being consistent and putting out good good uh, videos because people will only subscribe to channels that they like Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they, if, if they go watch your stuff and they're like, oh, you got great photos on Instagram, but your, your videos aren't that great, they're not going to subscribe, they'll watch it for a little bit. But yeah, you really have to, and you have to keep getting better each time and be consistent, like post, you know, on a schedule once a week or twice a week or, or you know, once every two weeks or whatever you can. But it, it's really hard to do a schedule while you're traveling. Yeah. Definitely. And it is, so there's some similar principles to Instagram in that you have to have good thumbnails you have to have good captions and you have to post consistently but in terms of one driving to the other it's it's for sure hard harder and also it takes up more people's time like they got to commit right like nine to 20 minutes to watch your video versus just scrolling through a feed so you've really Mm got to put a lot of thought into what you're doing to try to get people to want to stay with you and 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 subscribe and then also we don't even know what the youtube algorithms are at all it just Mm -hmm. seems i think once we've noticed more traffic coming now that we've hit the thousand mark so maybe they make you you know struggle to hit that and then send you more but um yeah we get out there we actually do it the old-fashioned way too we talk to people we meet people on resorts on the street at salons at cafes and we say hey you know did you know we have a youtube channel so we we chat people up as well and and we've got a like that seems to work the best yeah, we have business cards, we yeah. have business <laughs> yeah. cards. nice nice <laughs> being older <laughs> maybe some of those no, that's that's definitely a great way to go about it too and um i mean i'm sure lots of people don't think to do that is to you know hand out that business card but that's it just makes so much sense because you're out there you're traveling obviously other people that you run across are also traveling so they're like-minded and it's the perfect way to to help grow it yeah for sure yeah Yeah. it's that we've had a lot of success with it actually yeah more so than instagram i think nice and then with youtube as well your content like you have to try and make your stuff different unique somehow i mean everybody's doing a travel something like there's a lot of people that do travel and you have to make yourself different from the ones that are big and then the, the people you're can i guess in a sense competing with for for subs and uh you know we try to do create stories with ours and and, and bring good information and and then an adventure uh, yeah and, and then have it like a very visually stunning videos if uh, you know as much as possible mm-hmm well, you guys are definitely doing an awesome job of it. Do you two have any other advice as far as YouTube goes uh, for a, a travel couple or a travel family or, or Instagram advice for the same thing? Any more advice about that? Well, you can give the Instagram. For YouTube, I, I would the advice I would give to someone is that it is not easy. So if you want to do this and you think that, oh, I'm going to get like a million subscribers or it's going to be really simple. That happens to a very small few amount of people. It's it's a lot of hard work. It's more work than you've ever done in your life. Yeah, you have to love it. But 
but again, the consistency thing. Yeah. Like po- post as consistent as you can. Keep uploading the videos and and engaging with people. It's the same as Instagram too. Like go onto other like videos or videos that your target audience, like people that you want to capture. Um, watch and comment on there as well and so other people see your comments and then they'll check you out and that's similar to Instagram like getting out there and engaging with other people um, a lot Um, talking to other people will will build your following and it's also nice the connection like I'm a social person so Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing that Awesome. So you two took a break from your lives back home. Uh, Your kids took a break from their their schooling. Uh, When you guys go back, what can we expect from Adventure Campitelli? Well, when we go back, we're going to continue. We'll be planning our next trips. We've got Mm -hmm. a ton of videos in the bank. I think we'll have, we just can't keep up with all the video. I think you'll have about at least 30 or 40 videos. Yeah, 30 or 40 videos to post about our travels. And um, the adventure will continue. And that's why it's not just solely a travel channel. It doesn't rely on that. So I'm actually going to start planning shortly our, you know, our spring and summer adventures. And that'll happen on weekends. And then, you know, when I get vacation time as well. So because we live in a pretty cool place, actually. Yeah. Being right (laughs) outside the Rocky Mountains in Canada, there is a ton to do and see. And it's only an hour drive for us. So there's a ton of content to explore out there for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. So there you have it. Kathy and Marco sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on this episode. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having us. It was a pleasure. It was awesome. Our first podcast ever. So it was it was so fun to do. Oh, you two were excellent, excellent guests to have on. I just want to hand the floor over to the two of you. Let our audience know where they can find you and where's the best way to reach out to you. Oh, the best way to get to us is come to our YouTube channel at uh, Adventure Capitelli or it's youtube.com slash Adventure Capitelli. And then you can also email us at uh, adventurecapitelli at gmail.com and then also check out our Instagram feed at, it's at uh, Adventure Capitelli. But we do have a blog, but it's kind of it's in a rough state. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. I cannot express my appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 42. That's this episode, episode number 42's show notes page. Learn more about Kathy and Marco and their family and everything that they've got going on at Adventure Campitelli. Leave a comment on the page. Let us know if you travel with your family Uh, What are some struggles you go through? What are some rewarding experiences you have been through with your family out on the road together? If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so that you can get this podcast episode delivered directly to your device every Wednesday and to know that we are consistently delivering you this valuable episodes every wednesday about the world of couple travel this is mike pletz and natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide